0: This is what the flux. I'm Brett and I'm Justin and it's Thursday the twenty second of April. Justin, the Queensland government has unveiled its major plan to rebuild its famous Gabba stadium. Stuff. The new stadium will boast a gargantuan (laughs) fifty thousand seats as Brisbane prepares its bid for the twenty thirty two Olympic Games. Great stuff, Brett. Another good news. Apple has announced its latest products and it's releasing a new iMac, iPad, and a new product called AirTag. Ooh, it's a small piece of metal that you can put on your keys or anything else that you don't want to lose Mm. and it can track it via find my iPhone I like it Justin three really reliable stories today let's do it for our first Target the Aussie department store that has been battling in recent years Mm -hmm. may become an online only retailer over the coming years this could be your last chance Target. this could be your (laughs) last chance tell me more Target is owned by Australian corporate behemoth West Farmers Mm -hmm. and last year West Farmers decided to cut a huge percentage of Target's physical stores now Brett as we you know, West Farmers also owns Kmart. Yep, Target's younger, cheaper, higher quality, and all round better cousin. <laughs> in fact, 167 <laughs> Target stores are in the process of being closed or converted into Kmart stores. And now, Justin, West Farmers reckons that the Target brand still has a lot of potential, but being online, as opposed to having physical stores, and this will give Target its best opportunity to flourish. So, what's the key learning here? Brand equity is the value a company gains from being a highly recognized brand, mm-hmm. particularly compared to other companies And brand equity can have a direct impact on sales and profitability Why is that? Because consumers gravitate towards products and services from brands with great reputations Now for Target its brand value comes from its long history Mm -hmm. It was founded in 1926 and its big red shooting Target logo is absolutely iconic But over the last 10 years or so it has had a major identity crisis It's just not quite Kmart And it's not quite Uniqlo or H&M But who knows Jazzy Boy Potentially Target's second life as an online retailer could help it re-emerge as one of Australia's most profitable stores. Mm. For our second story, Woolworths is stepping up its focus on data analytics and has spent $223 million to take control of a big Aussie data science company. Coles ain't gonna like this <laughs> one, Justin. What's the story here? All right, well, back in 2013, Woolworths bought around 50% stake in a company named Quantium, and that was for about $20 million. Now, at the time, Woolies wanted to take advantage of Quantium's data science capabilities, i.e. they wanted to make better decisions on things like prices in their super- Markets, product ranges, store layouts, promotions, all the good stuff. And now Woolies has increased its ownership stake in Quantium to 75% for that 223 mil. And it must be said, Brett, this latest deal, which is expected to be finalized before the end of June, implies that Quantium is now worth, get this, $800 million, wow. i.e. 20 times the value of when Woolies bought its initial stake eight years ago. Not bad, Quantium. <laughs> so what is the key learning here? We've all heard it before, but data is supposedly the new oil. And And data analytics is all about analyzing raw data in order to make decisions or conclusions about important information. (laughs) What he means to say is that data (laughs) analytic trends help businesses optimize their performance. For Woolies, they reckon advanced analytics is key to improving experiences and ranges and services and all of that stuff for us customers. So through this deal, Woolies wants to bring together Quantium's analytics skills and Woolies' retail skills to make their entire business better. For our third and final story, the British government and the Bank of England have set up a team to create a digital currency, aka a Britcoin. <laughs> Interesting stuff. Sounds a little bit like another cryptocurrency. Can't quite put my head around it. <laughs> What's happening here? Well, government organizations around the world, like the Reserve Bank here in Australia yep. and the European Central Bank, they're progressing with plans to explore their own digital currencies. And now, Britain has pulled the trigger and is making plans for its own digital currency. And now... At this stage, there's no formal commitment from Britain on actually introducing an alternative to cash Mm -hmm. but they're talking a very big game about it no doubt about it Brett as crypto investors jump on their own unregulated bandwagon Mm -hmm. governments will be keen to keep their distance from all of that rollercoaster like hoopla (laughs) so what is the key learning here kill or be killed the central governments are thinking and the writing is on the wall and what does this writing you speak of actually say well unless central banks get moving fast there's a real risk that one of two distinct options could happen, and neither of them are good for the central banks. Option one, big tech companies will create the dominant digital currencies of the future. And Facebook is probably the leading tech company in the space. They're planning a digital currency named DM. Which was initially named Libra two years ago (laughs) when it was announced. And this has the potential to become a seriously popular currency thanks to Facebook's whopping 2.8 billion users. Alright, right, and what's option two? Well, option two, if governments and tech companies don't get moving soon, then citizens around the world could possibly start using the unregulated currencies that are out there. Flux fam, everyone likes to be smarter than their boss and everyone likes to be in the know when it comes to business news. Now, there's only one way to do that. Make sure you follow or subscribe to the What The Flux podcast to always be in the know. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.